Hi, everyone. This is Carrie Bellog. I am the founder and chief groupie of Brand Groupies, where we obsess about your brands. Build your brand, rock your brand, and fans will come. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Groupies podcast backstage series, where we interview inspiring guests who have spent their careers working with brands from creatives to media and marketing experts, aka the real brand groupies. Our mission is to continue to inspire entrepreneurs with a behind the scenes look into what really goes into building and rocking brands. So I am so excited today because we are having our first ever roundtable, and I've been thinking about about this for so long. And um, the first one to kick it off is the PR Groupies Roundtable, Public Relations Roundtable. So I have three incredible PR gurus with us today. And um, I'm going to introduce everyone. And then I'm really looking forward to a fun um, PR <laughs> conversation because we have so much to talk about. So our first guest is Christina Guarini. Christina is a born publicist thanks to her bubbly nature, outgoing personality, and keen attention to detail. Christina will soon be joining the team at Brand Style Communications as a Vice President of Client Services. In that role, she will be responsible for building and managing the execution of the PR roadmaps that are so essential to each campaign's success, development, and maintenance of relationships with key media and influencers, and so much more. Christina is a graduate of Monmouth University and lives in Little Silver, New Jersey, with her husband and her daughter. So welcome, Christina. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Thank you for having me, and um, we welcome our second guest, Deirdre Lopian. Deirdre is an award-winning social media strategist, public relations, and marketing professional. As the founder of Deirdre Lopian Public Relations Agency, her passion is helping brands leverage the power of diverse and inclusive storytelling by creating campaigns that truly connect with and reflect the audiences they serve. Throughout her career, she has developed and executed memorable large-scale campaigns and events for iconic brands, including Live Nation, WWE, HBO Sports, UFC, Miss America Organization, Feld Entertainment, and the NHL. She currently serves as President-Elect and Communications Chair for the Public Relations Society of America, New Jersey Chapter. Welcome, Deirdre. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you. Um, and our third guest is Lauren Janest. And uh, as the Vice President of Public Relations at Brand Groupies, Lauren has 20 years of PR and events expertise in New York and New Jersey. She has an extensive range of experience working with corporate brands like Hermes, Burberry, New Balance, Casa de Campo Resort, Intermix, Rent the Runway, and Ula Johnson. At Brand Groupies, Lauren spearheads our PR division working with B2B service brands and C-suite leaders in the commercial, architecture, design, and corporate services industries including Mancini, Duffy, and Encon. She is a graduate of the University of Delaware and has been featured in the New York Times. Lauren is also a mom of two and lives in Little Silver. So welcome, Lauren. Thanks, Carrie. So I'm really excited to, to really dive, dive into PR. We have so many things um, to talk about. And I was just going to read the definition of public relations because I feel like a lot of people ask, like, what exactly is PR? Mm -hmm. So it is uh, PR is the practice of deliberately managing the release and spread of information between an individual or an organization, such as a business, government agency, or a nonprofit organization, and the public in order to affect the public perception. So um, our, 
industry has changed throughout the years, and um, we're really, you know, going to talk about how it's how it's evolved. So, um, so I guess let's start, uh, Christina. You want to tell us a little bit about your company and um, your background and what types of you know PR services you offer? Sure. Um, well, today I'm a lady of leisure because as of yesterday, I left a company that I was at for almost ten years. Um, so today is a different kind of day than what it was yesterday. But um, as of yesterday, I was working with brands that are in the lifestyle space, health, medical, um, you know, pharma, you know, just all different aspects of that and really helping my clients figure out the how of what they're doing. I, you know, I'm working with a lot of amazing female thought leaders. Um, and then on Monday, I will be going over to Brand Style Communications as a VP of client services. And there I am going to be heading up for really big accounts, getting my hands dirty. I'll be working with a company that's revolutionizing the car wash industry, which who doesn't love a fucking car wash? <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, it's really, you know, so um, I'm really excited. I'm, you know, excited for this next chapter. I'm excited for this next, um, you know, journey and cracking my shell and seeing if I'm as good as I think I am. And, um, you know, that's what's going on with me. Amazing. So, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Christina. So I started my career in sports entertainment and in Atlantic City at uh, Boardwalk Hall in the Atlantic City Convention Center. Um, I worked on the grand reopening of the Atlantic City uh, Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall, and I moved on to the NHL. And about ten years ago now, I started my own consulting agency, and my focus is while I do offer the the quintessential services of you know media, my area of focus and my passion is uh, social media strategy as well as brand strategy. So when brands are launching, it, uh, when companies are starting to launch and they are looking for someone to identify their message and their um, overall story. That is where I come in and help that. And I've worked on a lot of rebranding campaigns. Um, as far as industry, you know, I, it's very, my industries are diverse. I've worked a lot in hospitality, obviously still stuck with the sports, worked on two films and as a unit publicist, uh, launched a fitness, uh, brand, launched, um, relaunched a healthcare center and, I, the list goes on. Um, recently, I worked with a new author that I believe you know, mm -hmm. Jessica Varian Carroll. Mm -hmm. She, Jessica Maldonado. I, she's married. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so, you know, I, I stick with the, with the work. I know everybody says, Oh, what's your niche? What's your niche industry? And I'm like, oh, there's no niche mm -hmm. industry, but there's niche work that I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And obviously, and events are my favorite still. Awesome. <laughs> yes. They're coming back. They're coming so. back. Oh, we'll be, we'll be good. Wait. Awesome. Well, thank you. And Lauren. <laughs> so I have about 20 years of experience in the fashion industry working for global fashion corporate brands. And about a year ago, I joined brand groupies with you, Carrie, and we are really taking our fashion experience and I think putting that fashion stamp on more traditional businesses who are 50 to 100 years old and really looking at it through that fashion aesthetic. 
Um, we work with B2B brands in architecture, engineering, HVAC worlds. Um, like I said, they've all been in business for many decades. And we've actually coined the term so PR, where we offer both social and PR for a 360 degree marketing approach. We literally, you know, dive into every aspect of our clients' brands. We become their biggest groupies. We, um, we don't hesitate to get our, you know, our hands dirty, whether it be they need help with, <laughs> A Super Bowl pool or their um, their phone hold messaging or what their email signatures will look like. We very much believe that every touch point for the brand should be consistent and should align with those brand pillars. And we also do personal branding for C-suite executives. We actually just launched a podcast for one of our clients. So that's been a really fun project to work on in 2021. Awesome. Well, sounds good. <laughs> I uh, also wanted to uh, mention that, you know, PR is not a glamorous job. <laughs> it is so much hard work and you really have to, um, you know, be uh, it's like a marathon. You know, it's it's not a sprint and you have to be all in and you really have to love it. So um, so that brings me to my next question. You 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 are like a superhero, <laughs> a super. So what's your superpower? You think, Christina, because so your PR superpower. My PR superpower is, I hope it comes off as confidence, not cocky, but a client will come to me and tell me what they want and I will deliver. So last year, uh, well, two in 2019, I had a client, had never been on TV before. He was a young doctor um, specializing in hair restoration. And he said in our first meeting, I want to be on the Dr. Oz show. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, you know, you're young, you're good looking. All right. You got a couple checkpoints, but like, let's talk about what you're doing. And he threw unraveling the onion and really getting like deep into like who he was. I learned that he was working on a revolutionary hair restoration service that was going to change the game and still is. And in February of 2020, right before the shutdown, he filmed with the Dr. Oz show. So, oh, you know, awesome. and you, thank you. <laughs> so how hard that is. No, so it is. Hard. And it took six months to get him there. Yeah. But as I'm in the green room and we're being hooked up with his camera and I, I'm sorry, his microphone, um, I looked around and I had created the scenario that I knew he needed. Uh, my aunt, who happened to be a really good candidate and a good patient for him, was my patient. So I created that. So my superpower is you tell me what you want. You trust me and you listen to me. Let me do what I do and I can get your I can make your dreams come true. But uh -huh. that's really like that's my superpower I is I'm a dream maker. Love it. <laughs> I, love it. I love that. I love it. That's Thank cool. you. Thank you. I literally don't know how to follow that. <laughs> I thought about this no, question no, no, and no. I went in a completely separate direction where well, I feel like my superpower is um, you know, empathy combined with research and analytics, mm -hmm. because one thing brands always need to understand is whether you're launching a brand or whether you're launching a social media strategy is what do you what how do you solve your audience's pain points mm -hmm. and they have this in their head how they do it but they never actually consult the audience and they never actually do the research they don't do the competitive research and they don't do the audience research they don't do the focus groups they don't do anything like that and so that is you know when i come in that is what i look for no matter what i'm uh my job is and i'm able to relate to them um 
and do further research and then analyze it and really help them hit that mark. Mm. And then it's afterwards that they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a like, superpower. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. And Definitely. I, especially because, you know, it, and now that you say it, it is, because I think of so more, so many times I've been told, I didn't even think of that. Right. And I'm like, well, yes. yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. You know, <laughs> yes. we created this product, we created this uh, service, and we just thought, here, here you go. And yeah. people are going to come running to it. And yes. I'm like, no, they no. need to form an emotional bond with it. Yeah. And that is where I help. So yeah, I love that. No, I love great, that. That is a superpower. Great point. Awesome. Those awesome. are so hard to find. I know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I think uh, my superpower would be client relations. I love to get to know our clients. I love working closely and getting to kind of, like you said, Christina, peel back the onion, yeah. learn about the different layers of them and their expertise and then their lifestyle and what they do when they're not at work and really take and reveal all of those to the media over time in a very strategic strategic way. And I think, you know, we were talking about this with a client the other day, I think responsiveness and being on it and being a right hand, a client just texted me and said, Hey, didn't you mention that you have a, a really good travel agent? And I said, Oh, yeah, let me send you her information. So we want to be our clients right hand, both, I think, within the office space, but also for them to think about and feel the passion that we have for their brands, like a true groupie. Yeah. Yes. True. Yeah. True. True. I like that. Groupies. You really <laughs> yeah. have to be. Really I'm are. your groupie. <laughs> <laughs> On it, right? There yeah. for the, that's, those are all great, great superpowers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and so, you know, one of... Um, you know, the, the questions I had that I really want to dive into is the as how PR has evolved. Mm -hmm. You know, cool. I think when I I was a journalism major, PR was my was technically my focus. Um, you know, back in the day, you would, I mean, I remember we didn't even have emails. So we were, we, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm dating no, myself, I, but we would, no. um, you know, then, you know, it was just all about the press release and it was just sending it out and um, depended, depending on what industry you're in, you're really, you know, focused and it's changed so much throughout the years. So um, I want to kind of look at how it's evolved and really what you're doing now, what initiatives you're taking now to help your clients in this new world of PR because it's still alive and kicking and it's not going anywhere. So how much time do we have? I know. Yeah, right, <laughs> it's been I know. I know. exponential. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here one we're... of the things that I've enjoyed um, as PR has evolved is really getting into this like thought leadership campaigns for my clients and really um, looking at them as leaders, as people. And I just happened to work with a lot of working mothers. Um, I represented the co-founders of Motherly and the CEO of Nanit, the world's smartest baby monitor. And really like, especially with COVID, you know, we learned it brought parents to their knees and it really, um, made us look at how we work, how we live, how we co-parent to get either whether you're with your spouse or not with your ex-spouse and, you know, really just look at the big picture. And I have loved letting my clients um, share with me what makes them tick and how they do certain things. And, you know, so I love this like thought leadership. I love when CEOs are coming out from behind the brand and sharing themselves and talking about how hard it is to fundraise, how hard it is to manage a team remotely, how crazy it is, but also talk about the good things of how they are building a community and they're doing X, Y, and Z. So I have loved that portion 
portion of it. But, you know, I was in PR when, I don't know if anyone else uses Cision, but Cision is a database that you use to build media lists. I mean, like there were books, spiral bound books that came to the office and you flip through them to find your, no, like that was my first PR job where like, uh, that's what I did. And I faxed, okay, for all you little millennials, <laughs> I, was I bring faxed that up. a press release, okay? So <laughs> let's go back in time, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, uh, it has changed so much and, uh, you know, but we, and social media has changed and I'm sure someone else will bring that up so I won't bore you with, you know, what my thoughts are on that. But, you know, but we have to embrace the change. I've been in this in industry for over 15 years. I love it. I, you know, I'm a dinosaur in some aspects, but I really have enjoyed the evolution of PR and you just, you can't sit still. You got to be responsive as Lauren has said. And, you know, so I'm, I'm in it to win it, you know? Yeah. So thank great. you. Hello. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I, I remember when I worked, um, when I was in Italy, the, my boss actually sent me to her house to fax all day yeah. long. Oh it was like 10 hours. Yeah. 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 I just sat yep. there and I just yep. faxed and I, I think she had like no food in the house and I don't know how I, no, I ate and I just bananas. faxed for hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think was, we got, you know, one or two hits off of that. Yeah. But yeah. it was like <laughs> one or two. I was or locked, 10 hours locked in the house. Or even like now, hours. like calling. I say to some of our younger uh, like assistant account executives, I'm like, okay, can you get on the phones? And they're like, nobody wants me to call them. And I'm like, Yes, they do. Yeah. Call them. But they you do. know what? Sometimes they're actually right. People don't want them yeah, to call. So are. it's like I this, know. like, you know, but I'm like, no, I used to call. I remember the I first know. PR call I made. It was about the Brazilian butt lift with Dr. <laughs> Dr. Lefkowitz, I think his last name was. And I had to call beauty oh editors and talk about the Brazilian, the, the founder <laughs> of the Brazilian butt lift. And it was, you know, I learned a lot. I yeah. learned <laughs> about butts. <laughs> Oh, I used to do the Wonder Bra. Oh know, my God! So I right. had to call. Yeah. You know, no, talk Did about you like, really? do not, you do not, and you know, bras and underwear. And I was like, you do not have to send the samples back. We get the samples. <laughs> yeah. back. Well, it was like keep them. Oh, please, like, please, please, please don't those. send those back. So, what about you? Well, speaking of faxes, I mean, I remember, you know, when I was at Boardwalk Hall, that's where I started my career. Is it was like a 10 hour job. And I remember sitting, our fax machine was up front where the receptionist was and I'd pull up a seat next to her and it would literally be like, we had to program the fax machine for different journalists, whether it's state, regional, nationwide, you know, and especially like when you're announcing an artist or a concert, you know, you have to, and then the clip books came in. That was also my oh, responsibility. Oh my God, yes. yes. I mean, these, and I was going to jokingly bring you ladies like a giant <laughs> clip book. Oh, and I up. was like, oh, I almost brought my Rolodex. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I had these two Rolodex. I had the flippy one, and yeah. then I had the one where it was like oh, nice yes, and organized. Yes. The yes. flippy ones would always like come <laughs> off the hinges. Yes. Ex yep. Did you guys ever have to? My first job out of college was at a Scotta, this um, German uh, luxury fashion brand. And each morning, for the first hour of the morning, I had to read page six. Mm. Yep. I had to read, yep. you yep. know, all the gossip yep. rags, WWD, and then pull out and print and collate. The articles and put them on all the executives' desks. Yes, I had that exact job. <laughs> that was literally how. That's how important print was. Yeah. And I think you know when I look back wow. over the last twenty years, yeah. print was everything. But also, you think about there was no digital media. No, nope. I'm yeah, sure that's right. hard for 
There was no yeah, yeah, imagine. I know. But I remember when all, you know, I was in the fashion industry. So I remember when people started leaving major posts at Vogue and Allen Harper's Bazaar to go to a no name startup website, glam.com. Yeah. Yes. I remember yes. this, yep. the editor, I won't say her name, but I remember she left and everyone was scratching their heads like, what is she doing? Why, right. why would she leave? Yeah. She's at L. <laughs> and she, we, you know, I think one thing that we did really well at the agency that I worked at for 14 years was we ran towards those people yes. to find out what and why they were doing it. While many other people in the industry kind of shunned them and forgot about them initially, mm-hmm. we were like, what is this? What's this whole blogging world? What's digital media? How do you, when do you want to meet with us? How do we have to deliver the news to you differently? And all of a mm-hmm. sudden, the news cycle changed. You know, it's I always true. say we used to have kind of the summers were very quiet and they were great because without a 24-7 news cycle, yeah. um, um, they'd close the big se- September issues in June, and then, you know, you would just have a kind of relaxed summer. But then, as soon as digital, yeah. the way we delivered information was born. Lookbooks were no longer as important as, you know, delivering yeah. things in a digital photo for all those um, slideshows and stuff. So, I think that's one really big shift. And another was, I think, the you know, the dawn of influencers. Oh I think, God. you know, that totally. was a world, you know, that of yeah. course is connects back to social, but from a PR lens, we were engaging with these these fashion influencers on a daily basis, trying to get them to wear, you know, new designers from us and without, you know, paying them and trying to wrangle yeah. how we could do it. And then of course that whole, you know, they started getting agents and then it's, I remember it's when it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then COVID affected and impacted that whole business as and well. And now we have influencers yeah. who dance and tell us things, like which yes. I have lots of questions about. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I wrote for uh, I wrote a piece for Reagan PR Daily back in late 2015, going okay. into 2016, that influencer marketing was going to explode. And I always kind of felt like, wow, was I? Oh, you something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was Didn't like, was know. I, you know, and I always go back to that because, you know, influencer marketing has evolved exponentially and totally. then evolved again because then you have to look for the authenticity right. of the influencer mm-hmm. and the real time engagement as opposed to just throwing up a dance on right. TikTok explaining like how to water your plants and And then I got you know I I think like the final phase of that is what we're doing right now you know for me the most exciting part about my job is we work with such cool leaders and I love now getting them on podcasts they're so much more comfortable doing a podcast and sharing their story and speaking authentically about what they're so good at doing. Um, you know, one of our clients is on very regularly and he, you know, he doesn't even have to rehearse or anything. Yeah. He's like, throw me on as many as you want. Let's just yeah. get these done. Yeah. And yeah. that then feeds back to this SOPR, you know, that we've coined, which really then I'm helps I'm so jealous of that. And how can I hijack so it without you <laughs> coming after me for copyright infringement? Like, I'm so, when you told me so that, genre. I was like, oh God, she's a genius. <laughs> oh, how do scary. I take it was her? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, podcast is out Together. It's, it's evolved so nice. into the audio, yeah. like Clubhouse. It has. Exactly. And yeah. now you can bring, like, and I'm sure the yeah. um, owners are of Clubhouse, the creators are going to do this where they're trying to monetize it in that yes. way. And right. now, of course, Facebook and Instagram are jumping on the bandwagon as well as LinkedIn, yeah. which I'm kind of curious to see what Facebook puts out because you yes. know it's going to be broken for the first month and then yes. they have to fix the glitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. No shade, yes. Facebook. No shade. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's, we're, and and that's the thing, too. It's like our storytelling has changed because it's no longer, you know, just reaching out to radio, TV and um, 
sending out the press releases yeah. that way. Yeah. And, you know, I've even gone like to online pitching. Mm -hmm. I, I pitch through Twitter mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. That's a great tip. You yeah. know, it, it's, it, you know, when it comes time to like, you know, journalists, the, the landscape of the journalism industry exactly. has changed media, yeah, you know, totally. from newspapers to, you know, magazines and niche magazines. It's, that's all evolved. I know. Well, yes. Even the world of freelancers. Like, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, oh my gosh. There's are more ruling, freelancers yes, than they're anything They're ruling else. the world. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. writing for multiple publications. So if you can get in with a freelancer, yes. you can... You end up with five I mean, articles, right? right? I mean, I it's amazing. But, it's, you know, but then it's like they're working on weird schedules. Like the, yeah. the nine to five doesn't exist anymore. Like, oh, you know, no. they're like, I'm like, when they say I need it by end of day, I'm like, well, what is your end of day? Because my end of day might be a little different than your end of day. Is yours <laughs> midnight? Because that's fine. I'll work yeah. with that. But like, I need to know because if, exactly. if you need it by five... Right. You know, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. like the world of freelancers, the world of influencers, all these ERs, these, yeah. these this ER, this ER world. Ever since Instagram allowed anybody to put public figure under their name, yes. things yes. have changed. I and know. I know. It's very much, you know. Um, or that blue check. I mean, everyone wants yes. that blue check. I no. just, you know, is that like, I get that. How many times oh, a day do you get oh, that question? It. Ming, you got the blue check. We know. We know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's like, he's I know somebody. Our, he's our super, man. He's really our he's super man. man. He <laughs> We're all your groupies. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. I forget now I forget what I was going to say. Cause I'm so excited about me getting the blue check. Well, I was going to say, um, uh, I was going to say, um, how many times do you get clients that the first thing, you know, I used to hear that first thing was, you know, how do I get on Letterman? And I'm like, you oh. don't tell me why you want me to pitch Letterman. Oh, and yeah. I know I'm dating myself with Letterman, right. but that was an actual no, I don't get If I had a dollar, oh, that's oh. what I was going to say. We used and to I got a client or Oprah's Oprah. favorite thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. And, oh my God. yeah. I repped Not Your Daughter's Jeans are now NYDJ. Okay. And they were on Oprah. And we got them on Oprah. And it <laughs> still amazing. wasn't good enough. Yeah. So, you know. And I now know. they want the blue check. Well, we yeah. need the blue check. Like, why do you, like, who, like, it's, you know, nobody's trying to impersonate you. That's how it's, it, the blue yes. check was created for journalists, yeah. first of all. Yeah. That's where it started. And now everybody that called, like, how do I get a viral video? How do I get a blue check? And how do I yeah. get on XYZ, like, Joe Rogan's podcast? Like, mm. I, you know what? Why do you, why? Why do you want that? Like you're not and they don't realize they just see like this they don't realize how important niche bloggers are, niche podcasters. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that you're going to see way more success sure. if you and, and ROI from going and, and and me reaching out to somebody that is in your niche that can help tell your story to an audience that wants to hear your yes. story. And they're just looking at this shiny object of, yeah. I yeah. want this, I want that. And yeah, no, it's so true. Knowing who the audience is and who are the decision makers in their, mm. you know, in their industry. And, and where are they? Working with your clients to set expectations has always yes. been a really you know i think that's goes back to client services exactly client mm -hmm. services. that's all part of client yeah. services yes, yes. And, exactly. and PR for sure. Mm -hmm. um, PR therapy. So, <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, I do. It is. And speaking of, of um, your, you know, accomplishments, um, I wanted to ask you all, you know, one of the biggest accomplishments or projects that you're most proud of um, in your PR career. Um, do you want to go first, Deirdre? I 
another oh, okay. on I feel, you know, and this is such a hard answer because I've worked, you know, on so many projects, like you said, like people don't realize what goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes. They think glamour. And yeah. especially when I was in sports and entertainment, they Ugh. see glamour. They see who my bosses are. Yeah. They see they see the artists I work with and they're like, this is great. And I'm like, You're, I am sweating till the artist says <laughs> the first note on stage. Know that. Number yeah. one. Um but when it, you know, I think I have to really just brag about my client, Jessica Maldonado. She, um, you know, she is a perpetual entrepreneur, successful, award-winning. Um, and, you know, she it, she has a local business called Organ- mm-hmm. Organista and where she goes in homes and she organizes for you. And I know that, like, I just need her to organize my life, which she does <laughs> not have as a service. And I will be talking to her about that. Yeah. But one thing, like, you know. You know, she launched a book. She's an independent author. She worked with an independent publisher and she launched this book and, and she gave me goals that I was like with a smile on my face. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And in my head, I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> like, I literally had two weeks to pull this off wow. and help her pull this off. But the, what I loved about working with her, not only, we surpassed her goals. Um, you know, she her book ended up on the shelves of Barnes and Noble, which again, amazing. unheard of. Yes. And her, amazing. Yeah. She's, so you know, she. She's she one. What I will say is not only is she a hustler, but when she's like that dream client that you want, because, look, we've all had clients that, you know, the retainer check comes in and we it clears, but we haven't they don't return our calls. They don't return our emails and we're still chugging away. And they're just like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Jessica was right by my side. Like mm-hmm. she was her excitement made me do want to work harder and do more and get more excited. Like that's what it when a client is yes. as excited and as involved in their yeah. campaign. And she even asked questions. So I wrote out her strategy. And look, we've all given the presentations to clients where you're like, this is she was like she wanted it explained. She wanted to know the Love process. She wanted to be involved. Yeah, and that is true to her testament of who she is as, as a human being. And yeah. but that's where her success comes from. She's she needs to be a part of it. And that's yeah. that's the kind of like that's why I say, like, you know, when it comes to success stories, it's that because her excitement made me excited. Yeah. It yeah. made me want to show up and made me want to show up harder and more and like let's do this, that's let's do that. Yes. And everything that we did, it was she was so excited for it. You would like, I was yeah. like, Jess, it's it's a it's a mention. Yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. happy, but we could do oh, more. Yeah. And she's like, No, this is great. <laughs> and you're just like, I love you. I need you to like, please. Yeah, all is it the two way like street? That. I said it to her for a the thousand. success. Yeah. It's a team no, it's effort. Amazing. You know, it really. Is. That's a, yeah, that's a good when you have that, that back awesome. and forth. And she's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Jessica. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, so early in my PR career, I did the PR for a plastic surgeon. Um, he you have very, all the good ones. He's like, a very I would famous, be like, yeah, he was. A, he's very <laughs> famous now. His name is Dr. Salzhauer, if you're listening. Um, now also known as Dr. Miami. But he came to me on a snow day. So I was, you know, in the city usually every day. And this day, we our office was closed. And he calls me on my cell phone. At the time, it was a Nextel. And he said, um, I have this idea. I want to write a book about for kids about their mothers going through a mommy makeover and it's going to be like they're wrapped in a cocoon and then they emerge like a butterfly and I was like that is awesome so I said yeah I'll put a strategy together now I was like low man on the totem pole at this agency like I had basically just started but my senior account executive had left so it was like trial by fire so I went to my bosses the next day after the snow melted and said he wants to do this and they were like absolutely not that will kill his brand and they were 
like against it. And I was like, well, I already told him I would. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, you know, so he was like, he goes, well, let's just do it. He's like, you know, he's like, if, you know, he's like, I'll pay you your salary if it doesn't work out. And I was like, oh my God, this is a disaster. No pressure. And right. So I went out and I pitched and I pitched. And for one day in the city, we rode around in a limo and he was on the Today Show. He was on GMA. Oh my God. He was on Inside Edition. He got four thumbs down by The View. (laughs) But he was on in the New York Times. And it was, it just taught me so much to trust my gut. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a story. And my, and I don't begrudge my boss at the time or my director at the time. They were nervous. I mean, it was, it was, you know, self published. He was, you know, this, you know, unknown doctor at the time. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. No problem. I mean, like I had no fear. Like I was, you know, whatever. But it was such a learning experience. And as he's on the plaza with Kathy Lee and Hoda on the Today Show, I was like, I can't believe I'm here. And it was really cool. So that is like a memory that will like, you know, stick in my mind forever. And just getting that phone call for him, him trusting me with his idea. Mm. um, It was really cool. And I like take that with me through all my clients now that I trust my gut when it feels good. It's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's that's mine. So. Yeah. Carrie and that's I lead with that now. I think <laughs> so much gut. after. Yeah, everything is I need to hear fashion yeah. stories. Yes. Like, your, like fashion PR oh, is yeah. on another level. You need like a whole day. That's <laughs> like a book. It's really, <laughs> I always say to Carrie, if things don't work out, we've always got that book in our back pocket. 100%. Yeah, I I want to hear some so good many. ones because, yes. you know, I could say that, you know, being in sports and entertainment, everybody's like, you had the best PR job and you have the hardest PR job. I'm like, no, fashion. fashion. I was like, fashion. and those girls are sharks and sharp. And I'm yes. like, it's, sharks and sharp is what it's <laughs> like. And so now I know yeah. yeah. it's your moment. I spill the tea. Tell us. So funny. We have so I many know. stories we can tell. Um, <laughs> just going back to PR and the accomplishments. Yes. I think for me, my favorite my favorite projects when I look back are the ones that I got to brands that I got to rebuild maybe that came to me after 10 or 12 years in business and they were ready to go big and rebrand and and go in a different direction and and when I think back through my career I think about Intermix working with them for years to try to redevelop their business um, taking them from like this mix of high low and really amplifying and opening so many stores with them and the leaders um, the brothers who were behind them and then Ula Johnson was another Mm -hmm. huge success story she came to me at, at 12 years not me but our agency and we worked really closely with her to help build her brand from you know, I think three three employees to being on multiple floors wow. of an office wow. on Lafayette. And it was wow. just so much fun to reveal the different aspects of her lifestyle. She's such a talented designer. So that was her. really, so cool. really fun to be a part of for, I think, five or six years. I worked closely with her. Um, but I think now taking those skills and applying them to you know, the C-suite executives in a totally different industry. You know, we were so rooted in fashion for such a long time. And Carrie and I love working with brands in the AAC space. Um, they really trust us. Yep. They know they, most of them, well, one of them in particular has been in business for 50 some years wow. and they had never had PR. They've never had anyone oh. internally doing marketing. So we, even though we don't sit at their office every day, we mm. really are that leg for yeah. them and they so lean on cool. us and they trust us. And, you know, same for our other clients. We're really, really fortunate to work with people that are lovely and trust us and really um, encourage us to do what we love to do. 
Love trust that. is a huge factor, yeah. you know, especially with brands that they've never had PR and marketing. Right. Yeah. And I've been in that space more often than I care to admit yeah. because it gets stressful. It gets, you know, like you know, they want, they need to understand like, okay, well, they're like, well, you, you know, you sent out this tweet, but it only has like one like, and I'm like, it's okay. You didn't have digital space before me. So we're <laughs> exactly. okay with that. Like you find yourself exactly. educating because you have I to know. build that trust with the client yes. and it's a constant educational, yep. you know, sitting down at the table and, and allowing them into our world because yeah. they're allowing us into their world yeah. and us and getting to know their brand and forming an emotional connection mm-hmm. with their brand. So, you know, and the, the trust is just so important because sometimes, you know, I know I've had clients where, you know, there's like that uncomfortable conversation where they're like, well, this isn't working. And I'm like, it's been a week. Yeah. It's it's been an hour and a half. (laughs) And we set the expectations and we talk about that. And I'm very big on that. But I feel like I know. And I just want to be like, in my experience, like when you set the expectations, it's still sometimes it goes out the window a little bit. Like, where does does that expect? Like, and it becomes like, you know, well, this is like we didn't have, you know, nobody's calling. And I'm like, well, we didn't, you know, really do an official campaign. We're getting you started and we're getting the feelers out there like it. you got to build it, you know. And so the trust factor with clients is so important. And I think that, you know, that that in and of itself is a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's tough in the beginning till you get the first couple placements, maybe in the first placement or that, that first, like, then they start to trust you. But the minute they sign, it is like, it's yours to lose, you know, like it really is yours to lose. And you just have to keep them engaged, over communicate, um, you know, really let them into the steps. Like I talk to an editor about a client that's new. I tell them, like, I literally shoot an email, email and say, Hey, I just chatted with X, Y, and Z about you because they a lot of my clients, like I was their first publicist. They right. are yes. like, and I'm going back to like PR 101 wow. with them yeah. and really like mm-hmm. teaching them like yeah. what I'm doing because either they, someone told them that they need PR or someone, you know, they thought that they needed it. For some reason, they came across my desk and I just need to give them the information of why they're working with us. And then the first placement hits and then they're excited and then they want more. And, yes, you know, it's, I know. you know, but it's good. It's, you know, but it, when they first sign at you the first month i always say is the hardest it, it is. is the hardest so yeah because it's yours to lose you know yeah. yeah yeah and um and the other thing is on a database day basis there's so much work and doing the researching the lists you know to even buy the database oh, um crazy. to have you know have the journalists and um editors at your disposal and create those lists and then you know just the time and the attention to detail and also the um you know, the individual customized emails. You yes. can't just blast no. something out. You have no. to research. So I don't know if anyone wants to talk about, you know, just pitching an editor, what what that looks like, just because it's not just like, let's just do it. There's research, there's strategy. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, for me, it's, I do a combination of social media, getting to know them, what they're, where they are. Because now mm. with COVID, like I have an editor mm. that was in Charleston this right. past week and I didn't want to bother her. So I had to set myself a reminder to say, all right, Julie's coming back from Charleston on Monday. So, you know, it's, yeah, you know, like I, yeah. you know, and I looks like I'm stalking this girl, but you know, but it's, I, 
you know, the databases are important. You need them. But I think that thank goodness for social media mm-hmm. and LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Twitter, yeah. like people are so forthcoming with what their email address is. But sometimes just knowing the email address isn't good enough. You yeah. know, you have to know what they like, what they, you know, like I have a contact at WCBS 880 Health and Wellness Radio. Pat Farnack, I love you. <laughs> and she left New York. She retired from from CBS, but still does her morning show with them. And I, she left New York and I was like, oh, I'm sure she's missing New York. So I sent her on from Gold Belly, this like um, kind of like lox and bagels, oh. like really like a New York City oh, breakfast. That's awesome. And, you know, because I knew that she was probably like missing, the, you know, whether and her and yes. her husband enjoyed it. They sent me a photo and uh, it's like just like knowing like yes. what they're personally up to. Yeah. Like it speaks volumes. Like, yep. you know, yep. and when I sent her an email that I was leaving Victory PR, she sent me an email that was so like heartwarming and like we've never met. Like I That's don't know. I really like I know what she looks like, but I like I've never seen her yeah. eyes in front of me. And yeah. the fact that we have such a strong relationship and, you know, so I always say to our younger girls coming up in the PR world, like you have to research, you have to follow them on Instagram. You have to really like know what they're doing when they're not working. Like, right. you know, and if it's important to you, you'll do it, you yeah, know, and yeah. that's really what it's about. But, and then you have to look at it as a blessing that you can get this inside scope into their life. Yes. Like I always say, like, I'm happy that all her world is on display because <laughs> yes. now I can yeah, know how here. to touch yes. you from different touch points. Yes. And I can, got, you know, like even like I'm doing some work with Nest and Red Bank and we just sent yeah. packages to two editors. One is Hadley Keller, who works on the home store issue for December. Hadley, if you're listening, <laughs> Nest wants to be in that issue. And yes, we just say we love those Nest. beautiful tumblers. You know, so, yeah. So, you know, it's just, but I knew that she, like what her style was. I was like, no, she, Kelly, she's the exact opposite of you. She is a, you know, she likes color. She likes patterns. She like is, you know, a millennial, what is Maximum. it? Maximalist. So, you know, so she and Jenny put together this beautiful little package for her and it was great. But thank God we know that because they're not just these girls sitting at a desk, you know, these introverted editors anymore. They're people with a heartbeat and a pulse. So, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. good. Yeah, that's that's how I make it work, you know. Yes. And I use scission, and I use sure. meltwater, yes. and I use muckrack, and all you know, and yep. you know all those things. But you can get by without having yes. those things. Yep. You really, you just got to be. It's, it may be a little bit harder, but the knowledge that you're going to learn is yep. is priceless, Invaluable. especially right. during that's COVID. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because we are not yes. seeing people anymore. Right. Events and networking and doing desk right. sides. You know, all of that went yeah. away for the oh, last yes. thirteen months. So. Yeah. You really yep. had to pivot the way you, you interacted with people. Definitely. Yeah. Because so. you used to meet people. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Take them for a nice meal. Or do a lunch of yeah. them. Yeah. Or go to a great breakfast. Or, yes. Yeah. We used to send yes. car services to take editors right. home to their house. It was like a, such a, like a nice thing because yes. like they would pick them up right at their office and especially editors that like yeah. moved out of yeah. to the burbs, you know, they were yeah. like, thank you so much. All on the brand. Yes. But like no one's doing, like no one's going a step further. No, no one's doing that because 
No one's going to their office. No one needs a ride home. You know, exactly. know. Uh, one brand that I love, they did, um, which could be good for your client. They were organizing editors' houses. Like they oh, would, wow. you know, so they would send like, um, like, because now all these beauty editors and fashioners are getting all the products and things sent to their homes. That's so it's true. like yes. taking over their oh, personal spaces. So mm-hmm. um, Heather Muir is a beauty oh, director yeah. at Real Simple and Health. And she had an organizer come and kind of like, organize her beauty products to help her kind of like navigate that and it was done by I think like a brand like Olay hired them to do that so you know there's a nice little partnership there for Jessica you know so organize your life and for an editor would be great so that is an opportunity yeah Yeah. 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 so cute I know and anything else you're doing um now to to reach editors or a lot of what I do is digital so I mean the days of I mean I I still pitch um, but I would say infrequently I more or less build the newsroom for the client so Mm -hmm. I do the the opposite where I'm getting their newsroom ready and everything you know from their social media to their website which would always for me is like you need to have your online brand and newsroom Mm -hmm. and but also to the what I could bring to the table to piggyback off what you said and is you know it's been so long since like you know when I was in sports entertainment, like there's your niche, there's your niche editors, there's yeah. your niche journalists, there's this. Totally. And because I, I con- I'm a consultant and I'm in various industries, my list varies, but there's mm-hmm. also times when I basically have to s- stalk and re- we'll Re- call it research, yes. research the journalist. <laughs> passion, um, positive <laughs> pressure, I call it. They, yeah. <laughs> look for stories they've done. You know, you want to find out about them and, and yep. you know, and, and why they would be good to pitch you know your story to your client's story to and so those days of me having like a full like list i do bring a list with me but i will say you know i i know that it's faux pas in our industry (laughs) because i'm often told this when you don't have a a list and i'm like but i I do but it's not you know i make i build my client's story so people come to them and want and want there's too much pressure on the media i agree there there is and i i agree i feel like that's another way that things have evolved right that used to be i mean how many times like even like you'd look when an rfp came out or when you're job searching it's like must have database and fast like you right. must you know and I'm yeah. just like I don't have like not <laughs> anymore you know yeah. I mean I know and but the thing yes. is you can get it yeah. you can yeah. get it online you yeah. can get it from Muckrack you can get right. it from Cision or it was Vocus before Cision oh I had my Vocus god. oh my god <laughs> and taking wow. me back I know and you know and then it's also the research on the so- on social media yeah. and right. finding totally. it yes. and that's you know so that's mm-hmm. another way yeah I just wanted to bring that to the table because as the girl that has a list but it's not as yeah. long as sure. you know brands think yeah. it is yeah quality yeah. over quality. oh I was just about to yeah. totally yes. more, I always say that <laughs> yeah it oh, is totally. it's true totally and it's all about your your relationships 100%. and building those um you know throughout the years yeah. i just remember having to really build i mean back in the day i yes. just remember going to exercise classes like boxing um, with an editor yes. whatever yes. she yep. wanted to do you know i no. know you went on yeah. some trips like yeah. surfing yeah. and yeah. Yeah. you know all sorts now, of my go-to was paint box down on crosby i was oh, with every oh, front yeah my oh, right now. oh my god it's right I, down the street I, oh. if you were an editor yeah i, I kind of wanted to get to know you you and i were getting a yeah. mani yeah i mean it was great i loved it and 
I mean, I because Paintbox was such an experience. It, it was built by an editor. I mean, yeah. Al Langston, I think, built it. Yeah. I'm not sure. But she, um, great experience. But, like, that's yeah. over. You know, know. you got to think about other ways. So I think it's going to come back. Like, yes. Yeah, I think it's yep. going to come back. And, you know, so... Totally. I look forward to that. To get their attention. So, so um, talking about um, the PR um, accomplishments, it also comes with some crazy client stories. So I know we touched upon it. Does anyone want to share any crazy client stories? I mean, I have I, so many, I, but, yeah, I've yeah. had clients show up late to a live showing on WPIX. <laughs> I've had client that, that it was another plastic surgery story. GMA is there filming in our living room. Oh. I had gotten the information from the patient coordinator from the plastic surgery's office. They ask her a first question and she literally says on camera, well, that's not technically true. I mean, like the oh. producer could have <laughs> wrapped it up, but she was a true professional. Mm-hmm. I was like shitting my pants and scared <laughs> and like, oh my God. But, you know, through all like the crappy moments, yeah. like, you know, you, you learn something, you kind of meditate inside and say, all right, everything's going to be okay. My biggest thing is it's PR, not ER. Yeah. Um, no one's dying, I know. you know, no, but it's scary. It felt it's, like that. Yeah, like it's that scary. It's so scary. No, I, you know, the, your heart kind of drops into your belly and you're like, how am I going to get through this? But, you know, but it's, you know, I've gotten yelled at by clients, you know, and it's all, it's, it's part of the game. It's all know, good. You know? I know, I mean, at the moment I was like, oh, Oh my God, why am I doing this? Where's my rich husband? (laughs) You know, who's going to take me away? But, um, you know, but then there's so many beautiful moments that make it all worth it. But no, I've had, Um, you know, it's, it's pissing off the media that I, that I really try to avoid. The client, yes, is so important. They are the ones that you're championing for. But, you know, I always looked at the media as also another form of my client. And I really, um, I take my relationships with them really serious. So I never, wanted to piss those powerful people off so, yes yeah you know, so sure. that's really that's yeah. that's my key to success but mm-hmm. no a lot of crazy moments but the crazy moments there's so many good ones and yes. you know so but I usually know. it's about time management people showing up late not yes. showing up at all the editor not calling the you know because yeah. time is money you're wasting my time why are you doing this the whole Ugh, thing so yeah. managing it's that. all good it's I all know. good I know. I know I'm getting hot thinking about it <laughs> I was going to say those crazy moments yeah they also come at like a learn a a lesson for and, sure. you know yes. speaking of pissing off the media so <laughs> I have multiple crazy client stories um, one is because um, pissing off the media and I'm like oh wait this happened <laughs> so it's easy um, to do <laughs> it, it, you know and so you know I'm based in New Jersey I had clients in LA uh, one of the clients was a gym, a USA gymnastics facility and they were. I had um, KTLA doing a live remote session. I think it was 4 a.m. because oh international gosh. gymnasts were going to be at the facility practicing for an event. And my client, this was one of her wish list when we started working together. And I'm happy, like, you know, it was like it started with KTLA and it was going to go down the list of all L.A. outlets that were going to be um that were going to be on site, but they were getting KTLA is getting yeah. the exclusive. So I'm up at four in the morning our time, which was much earlier than I should have been, you know, but I'm like, okay, this is really important. She needs to be there. And I'm texting her. Um, re- like I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm emailing, I'm reaching out to her brother, which has oh nothing my gosh. To, who has nothing to do with the facility. I just happen to have his number on my phone. I'm like, where's Tanya? Where's Tanya? And I didn't hear from her. So I'm like, all right, something, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get the live feed from KTLA. And next thing I know, my Twitter's blowing up. And I'm like, oh, what's this? 
Allie McKay, who was doing the on-site live, is telling me off on Twitter. And, oh, it's, you know, it was, she's telling me off. She's like, nice way to have, you know, not only you on site, which I was never supposed to be on site. We went over the itinerary very specifically. Um, she's like, but your client's a no-show. Oh, oh no. my gosh. And I'm like thinking to myself, like how, you know, it, it and that's how I found out. And I just remember oh. like just oh this like wave of yeah. not only is she telling me off, which is in and of itself mortifying, but I also, she also gained me a lot of followers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always a silver, a silver lining. Silver lining. And, yes. You know, and then she offered to teach me PR 101 and she went on oh. about how unprofessional oh. I am. Oh my goodness. But I am livid. Livid at my client. Livid. I mean, this was like the day before she was like, you know, she was prepping and, you know, doing all the, you know, beautification, getting the facial for her moment. And then she oversleeps. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, what the, you know, like, how do you. Oh, my gosh. So then this is the best part. So now I'm home. We're in the middle of a blizzard here in Jersey, by the way. Um, I'm home mad. And trying to talk to one of the producers at uh, KTLA to just, you know, apologize and grovel and not ruin my relationship because this affects me. But she, you know, I get a text from my client and she's like, can you have him come back? Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I would have been like, I just like I had to lay down on my floor going, is she like, what? what, Like delusional? I'm know. like, this is, this was your moment. You were yeah. supposed to be, she was supposed to be there at 4 a.m. her time. I get up 4 a.m. my time to make sure I'm ready, make sure I'm texting wow. her to make sure she's getting ready. Yep. And just this like, and I'm thinking to myself, like I'm able to remotely work and have, you know, clients yep. attend media appearances yeah. and show up. But that, oh, yeah. that was, oh, you know. Wow. I know. And so you needed a vacation control. after I mean, that. I just like, it was, you know. And yeah. then the fact that she was like, couldn't understand why moving forward, she's like, well, call them for this. Pitch this. And I'm like, no. no like, no. you're over, done. You know, that's over. it. You're yeah, one shot. Yeah. Yeah. You're in timeout yeah. with yeah. me and with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, oh, and then, of course, like, in, you know, in sports and entertainment, yes. there's always like the fun stories of you know, having to have like MC Hammer removed from like an event that he oh. didn't have a ticket to. And it's like so past his prime. And you're oh just like, God. you're cringing inside. It's just Hammer like, uh, oh. you, know, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Oh and God. then crisis PR when you're yeah. not, when you're crisis prepared PR. for it, but not prepared yeah. for it, like yes. destroying Christina Aguilar and Justin Timberlake's uh, equipment for their stripped and justified tour. And their oh tour gets canceled. It all happened at your venue. And oh. you're trying to handle the media. You're trying to get the media alert out. Out, and somehow security let a CBS reporter in while this is going on. So oh, CBS like just put it out it. like oh my god yeah. I it's like I would have been like beam me up and I'm working from home <laughs> it was oh Ooh, my god well, you like you good, yeah. yeah oh man you like my client just did coke in the bathroom and I'm, I'm trying to oh, entertain my god. oh I've had that and they're like too. you know I'm like yeah, they're yeah. the directors of this huge European mag you know men's fashion magazine and I'm entertaining them yes. at, at like a club at 2 a.m. Yeah. oh my gosh and you know I think I was the only you know girl in the place and I was like trying to entertain them like where did they go oh i don't know yeah, you know it's give me two like, seconds oh my god i was Hurry so up. out of my element I was like, <laughs> no. so anyway yeah, but anything else <laughs> you got i it. mean i think we have so many from bash and lots do involve yep celebrities and stuff but i one that really sticks out to me more so i think because i can't even imagine that that we did this is we were going to launch this what is now a very prominent tequila brand $250 a bottle. 
on up, hand signed and etched, run by this um, this female who was very clear about how she wanted it to launch. It was her life's work to get it there, and we were going to bring it to market. But as part of bringing it to market, she felt very strongly that we should understand what it tasted like compared to the competitive set, which makes sense. Yeah. However, I was seven months pregnant and the woman running our agency or who owned the agency was three months pregnant. So we saddled up to their conference room table, me with a large bump because I was two months from my due date and her with a new bump, they knew. And we did this tequila tasting, all going back to client relations while pregnant. Of course, we spit it out and it was just to taste and compare. But when I think about things that we did like eight or nine years ago, that now I would say, no, it's, you know, it's okay. I get the, I can get the gist. I've been doing this long enough to, you know, be able to pitch (laughs) your tequila Mm -hmm. maybe without tasting it. I think in hindsight, it's just funny what you'll do at certain stages of your career to get the account and to show that you're passionate and, and really be that Team player. Right. Totally. totally. Right. totally. <laughs> no, it is crazy. It is. Yeah. It is. No, well, we, Lauren, oh, that's a story. That is. <laughs> that is. I definitely have I way more ethics <laughs> now than I did in the yeah. past. I know. I know. I know. Exactly. Uh, no. Well, uh, we all survived. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're on here. <laughs> we're doing we're still good. doing it. So, um, so of course, PR has changed so much. And it's interesting because we've uh, recently had some amazing PR interns. Yeah, and it's have. like so trying fortunate. to, you know, explain to them, you know, what it's like now versus back back then and also, um, you know, giving them advice of what to do, you know, um, moving forward. So what advice would you give to, to someone who is looking to start a career in PR? I think that um, when I when I know someone that has come to me, whether it's through LinkedIn or my as an alumni of my university, I'm like, if you're going to apply for a job, that's your first pitch. Like, you know, like take Mm -hmm. that as the opportunity to really show them what you're made of. So because you're going to be pitching all day, every day. So if you can't pitch yourself and you can't show them why they should invest in you, then why, you know, then what are you doing? <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest advice, but really just, you know, then the cliche it's PR, not ER and, you know, make sure you're having fun and, you know, and really just, you know, and it's a fun industry to be a part of. It's yes. not as glamorous as, you know, Samantha on sex in the city makes it out oh to be, God. or I haven't seen it, but there's a new PR show called something. Oh, I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. It's with, um, the girl from true blood what is her name anna paquin okay um but i you know yes it is there is glamorous parts but it's a lot of hard work and if you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty then maybe it's not the job for you so that's those are two good point two big pieces of advice for sure Uh, Sure. I have lots. I think try in-house and try agency Mm, because it's so different. I've done both. Yes. And until you've done both, I don't really think you know where you'll know where you belong. Um, Bring a notepad everywhere. Yes. This is like my number one (laughs) thing. Right. Sometimes I'll be talking to her and I'll say, do you want to write this down? Yeah. (laughs) Write it down. Um, Be a sponge. I think be resourceful. I remember my first job at Escada. I had to cross over in into wholesale and sales and couture and marketing. And I would ask them how to use these different systems. And people would look at me in true fashion form. Like I, I had like 10 eyes. Like, oh, what do you mean? I have to help you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
And I had my notepad. I wrote every single step down. Yeah. And on my yeah. desktop, I started these simple word bulleted documents oh <laughs> that were step by step yes. how to use the wholesale system, yeah. how to transfer something yeah. from here to there, how to do this and that. And pretty soon, people in other departments started asking me for it because they were getting the same pushback. Yes. And then ultimately, I put it in the share drive. Yeah. And it was not it something that anybody yeah. asked Manual. me to do. It was just something that I figured out I needed to do in order to yep. set myself up to be successful. Yep. And so good. I would also say jump at every opportunity. Yes. I, while I was working there, worked for a mentor of mine who just didn't love the events aspects of PR. They, they, I think they made her nervous. And she basically would do a lot of the help you know, teaching me behind the scenes. But when it came to the night of the event, I really was able to step up and take on, you know, dressing the women, coordinating, interacting with the photographer, getting the media alerts out, doing the the pitching in the very first, you know, two years of my job. And so I think, you know, when you see an opportunity like that, that went on to set me up. You know, my next agency, I sort of became the go-to for events or to help events. And it gave me lots of cool opportunities to cross over into other divisions Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have normally had access to. And so I think, you know, just kind of keeping your radar up to see where you can kind of step in and and fit in, even if it's not necessarily under your job description. Those are, that's excellent advice. I'm going to take some of that advice. (laughs) (laughs) I would say... um, find a mentor and I say that because I think of you know my first job and my boss you know I looked to her as a mentor and um, to this day we still have a relationship we still talk um, and all along the way I have picked up other mentors and mm-hmm. I think that is so important yes. and it's so important to have somebody to go to that you know that you have a relationship with it because not just pick up the mentor but nurture that relationship yes. and meet for coffee or meet for you know if they're further away have a phone call or a zoom call um, just because you're in your career you're going to need it you're going to need somebody that knows you that can give you unbiased advice and 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 you know help you troubleshoot something or work through something and also the one thing my mentor taught me was to make my she goes she called it making yourself valuable she goes you need to make yourself valuable and take advantage of every opportunity Mm -hmm. because what would happen is like she would come in my office and be like well we need somebody to run you know our dax board tonight you know like the big entry board like when you go into Atlantic city and i don't like that (laughs) you know and i think i would make these faces i was young and i knew everything you know and that's when she sat me down and she's like you need to take advantage of every opportunity and i picked up so many skills after she said that to me i thought she was always coming down hard on me i didn't know she was doing it because she trusted me to do it sure and she wanted me to you know you know expand my skill set and i am so i am so glad she did because i do i take it i took advantage of every opportunity i still it's something i still do to this day and you know when something comes my way and i'm like I think like, okay, I've never done that before. Do, can I do this? First, I want to make sure I'm not letting down the client where I'm over-promising and under-delivering. But then it's like, you know what? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to learn this new skill. I'm going to learn this, you know, go and get uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, so I I fully support that. That is something that has helped in my career. Sometimes a little bit too much because then it does become, you become the go-to person. Like, Deirdre will do it. My Deirdre's like like, a minute away from a nervous breakdown, but sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But I just, 
just wanted to touch upon what you are doing, and you had the opportunity to start your workshops with the diversity and inclusion. Oh my God, yes. Um, and I just want you to talk about that real fast yeah. because we didn't really touch on that, and that's really, really cool. So this is an opportunity I know that came to you, and it just kind of, you know, snowballed. And I just, I love that aspect of PR that you're doing. Yeah. So, so I, it was probably about, it was a little over two, three years ago, and um, I started to get disenchanted with social media. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw that out there. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody was a social media expert or guru. Yes. And those words annoy, like those are buzzwords that annoy yeah. me because we, we are always learning. Always learning. And, yeah. and yeah. our industry is evolving as fast as tech. Yeah. We're right beside them with, uh, mm-hmm. with this evolution. And so I just really became disenchanted. Everybody was doing it. People that, and, and really what they were doing is posting pictures on the internet because I'm going through research and analytics. I'm studying um, analytics. I'm studying, you know, from, from Google analytics to actual platform analytics. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, what am I doing? People were like, oh, can I pay two fifty a month to do my social media? And I'm like, dear God. <laughs> so somehow, I, it started yeah. with, <laughs> I mean, you know, it started with a Google search yeah. of finding out that diversity and inclusion was not going to be like this big thing, but it was just a, on a personal level, I was researching something and I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, social media is so white. It's so white. It's so lean. It's so hetero. It's so cis. And there's people out there that it doesn't, that doesn't relate to them. And our business is to tell a story that's a relatable story. So customers and consumers can form an emotional connection mm-hmm. with a brand. So, you know, I went with it and I'd started like, you know, it, it to this day, it takes a lot of studying. Like I'm always in, digging into case studies. Yeah. And um, so after about like a year of studying, I'm like, let me pitch myself to do a workshop. And people were just like, nobody wanted to hear it. People were like, you what? You know, <laughs> what? What is it? Social media? I'm like, but it's diverse, aligning your diversity and inclusion initiatives with social sure. media. And people were just like, no. And then Jersey Shore Women in Tech took a chance on me. And they're like, sure, give a workshop. And so I was like, okay, great. And this was pre-COVID. This was... Uh, I think late January of last year, um, before we went into um, into shutdown, and um, I didn't like everybody was so engrossed in it. And not only that, but you know, because I was trying to give real world examples. I think people learn that way. And since then, it's evolved now. And of course, after George Floyd is when. Then, like, it wasn't like I had to pitch myself. Like, the oh, next day, man. I got, like, a media call. And I'm yeah. like, oh, gosh. I'm like, oh, wait. I was doing so much pitching beforehand. <laughs> yeah. that they, now they're coming to you. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that, you know, it, it's it's a passion within me because I do think as storytellers, we we are the ones that can help control the narrative and bring the stories to light mm-hmm. that that consumers aren't hearing we help with representation we can help brands you know brands don't realize like you're continuing to market to the same people with the same images and yet you know i used to say like when i would meet with a brand like who's your target audience and how many times do we hear this everyone and you're just like and i say no it's not everyone and now i'm like well then why is your social media so white yeah yeah you know like start so true Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that it's really important, you know, that for as PR professionals um, that we help brands amplify the stories of marginalized mm-hmm. communities and voices that have never been heard. And P- once brands realize how much money could be made mm-hmm. and they realize, like, you got to take a look at the spending power of this yep. community. You have to take a look at they're making up a huge part of your target audience yeah. and you're mm-hmm. not marketing to them. Yeah. It's very, you know. It's I and I. It's a passion of mine. It's a. It's it's exciting. It's um. 
it's very hard to get research regarding social media mm -hmm, sure. um, specifically is where I look for it. So sometimes I'm creating this myself and yes. documenting it. Yeah, no, that's and, good you. you. know, and so, but it's something that, you know, I, I firmly believe in. Yes, I do social media strategy, but I want brands that are want to sell diverse and inclusive stories to their audience mm -hmm. and are willing to do that and understand yeah. just how much it's going to make a difference, not only in credibility for brands, but how yeah. much it's going to make a difference on their bottom line. Right. Yeah, no, totally, totally. No. And, and as PR professionals, mm -hmm. just having our clients realize that there is just an untapped level of information that they're not tapping in. Like it's, it's crazy that we as their PR professionals have to educate them on this, that when they're in big board meetings and they're, you know, thinking about their advertising goals or they're thinking about their big marketing calendar, that like the topic isn't coming up mm -hmm. and that, you know, because of, you know, our world is, you know, has a lot of angst right now that, you know, mm -hmm. a brand could make a little bit more comfortable if they kind of like sat in the power seat and realized that they could make a difference to a community that's underserved. So mm -hmm. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the point. agency that I just left, we there's a, a date company called Julie's that took a chance on making their uh, a very special product for Ramadan. And they're not owned by Muslims. They're not owned by anyone in the Arabic, you know, space, but they saw an opportunity because when you break your fast yes. um, in Ramadan, you break it with a date. And so they marketed to, you know, and they're doing great. And I was so yeah. fortunate for the past year to work with this girl, Janan, who came into Victory as um, kind of a director to kind of like add these special ideas and things. And it's I even just saying the word special made me cringe a little bit because it's, it shouldn't be special. Mm -hmm. It should be ordinary. But she we needed her insight. We needed her information. And she's just brought so much um, diversity to our group, mm -hmm. which has been really eye opening for me. And, you know, this brand kind of like took it and they are, you know, and they're going to expand it for next year. And, you know, and it's yeah. really great. So I yeah. underserved communities are yeah. the most yep. loyal communities a brand yep. could have 100 yeah. percent and and also their allies. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. And, and even something as simple as that. I mean, they did tap into a niche market. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, no, it yeah. was great. And it was her and Janan who is, you know, Muslim American and celebrates Ramadan. She, you know, saw it as an opportunity for them. And she worked with them prior to even bringing them as a client to our agency. You know, oh, yeah. she was an advisor to mm -hmm. them and, you know, and just taking that extra step, you know, it's just, it's remarkable. And even yeah. Motherly, um, who was an old, now an old client of mine, they added some additional, they did a survey, uh, their state of motherhood survey, which is launching on May 5th, if anyone's okay. interested. They <laughs> They um, added some um, nationalities to the survey so that it could uh, you could identify better. Um, you know it. You know to see. You know I'm a Caucasian woman. I've always, the Caucasian has always been there. I've always been able to check a box, but I didn't realize that there's so many women and men out there mm -hmm. that don't have a box to check yeah. and it's a shame and it is very sad and motherly wanted women to feel heard 
and they added, you know, quite a few different demos so that women for the first time could check this, you know, box that identifies them. I mean, it's huge. So I was so proud of them. Um, and I hope to take that learning into my next agency Mm -hmm. to help them kind of reach these people that, you know, maybe their voice hasn't been, is being heard, but not that loud. So, and also the exclusion of like one thing about, um, you know, diversity and inclusion is we are always so stuck on race when it's so much So speaking of mothers, Mm -hmm. you know, single moms are not represented. They're not. And, you know, and it goes and then you break down the single moms. Okay, well, black single moms are not represented. You go down that list and it's like and you just, you know, brands need to understand that when you showcase them, when you highlight their Mm -hmm. stories, then it becomes that's where the emotional connection comes from. And you have to right now we're fighting feeds that are content heavy and that is how you stand out you know everybody wants the the verified on their um (laughs) on their account to stand out but you don't realize it's Mm -hmm. the stories you tell the diverse stories the the stories where you're including you know marginalized groups but you're breaking them down and then breaking them down to you know down to the socioeconomics of everything and it's so important so that's such great work that you're doing and also with the prsa Yes. doing workshops to really educate PR professionals. And that's, yeah. you know, it starts there yeah. as well. So. Yeah, we had a conversation yesterday based around um, changing. Uh, we used, um, we shared a video of um, Verna Smith. I want to say her name is, I hope I don't get it. She's the VP of diversity and inclusion for Netflix and yeah. how that she brings the, you know, she goes, I will call executives to the table and say, Privilege is a superpower. How are we going to use it? Yeah. And I'm like, there we go. We got to mm. start changing, changing the, the narrative. negative narrative totally. around words. Yeah. This, this, yeah. that, and so that's you know again as our job as storytellers to yeah. do that and yeah. have these conversations because it is our responsibility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. That's yeah. really thank you, Deirdre. amazing what you're doing. Um, so of course we we end the brand groupies um, podcast with a challenge. So, <laughs> and so of course this is the PR roundtable. So um, if you're PR hustle was a song. <laughs> what song would that be? Um, I have two. <laughs> Mine is uh, Juicy by Biggie because it was all oh, a dream. I love it. I used to read InStyle magazine. <laughs> no. um, and then my other is my high school quote was girls just want to have fun. And yeah. I am a firm believer that if I'm having fun, my clients having fun, everyone's having fun. And if we're having fun, then it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And, you know, so those are my two. I, you know, so big up to Chris Wallace and then yeah. um, Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun I love it I love it we're going to have a good mix at the end of the podcast I, know, but like, yeah. I don't know yeah. <laughs> so Laura I'm meeting next uh, mine is The Distance by Kate cake um because it's all about endurance and determination <laughs> going yes. the distance yes. driving and striving for your clients yeah. going the marathon yes. yes i had a few other ideas and then i texted carrie this morning i was like i have it yes <laughs> so, well, you're, you always say it's a momentum it game. is a momentum yeah. that's yes. your line yes, yes. It is. it's it so is. funny yes that's yeah. great i love that <laughs> awesome Mine is, um i don't know if it's a lesser known song and it you know it kind of came to me and just 
because it was in my head, but um, Bjork, it's oh so quiet. <gasps> because PR, like we are going, 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 and then all of a sudden this lull hits, and it's like it's <laughs> oh so quiet, and then boom, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then like it's, so it's like high, low, high, mm-hmm. low. You know, it's yeah. that's exactly how I feel. Like yeah. what we do, it's we and when it's quiet, we're like, well, something's gonna happen. But yes. you know, and 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 it's just that's how our industry is. It's, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I love all the the songs. And before we um finish i just want to does anyone want to plug any social handles websites i'm at garini girl on instagram if you want to check if you want to check out my crazy three-year-old and my podcasting football loving husband come come on over to the dark side go charge go go chargers My New Jersey living husband, his whole life is a Chargers fan. That's we have so no weird. idea. My son is too. So I know. we talk. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. He, you know, know, he was defiant against his father and didn't want to be a Giants fan. Yes. So here we are. But it's good. And he, um, he comes to this exact studio and he also films his podcast. We're talking football. No. We're, yeah. We're talking football. WTF. <laughs> Thanks, Ming. Um, but yeah. No. That's that's what I'm plugging. Amazing. <laughs> I'll but, plug Brian Groupie. Okay. I am at Deirdre Lopian PR on all platforms. And, you know, it's not only a plug, but it's an opportunity, especially for PR professionals that yeah. are listening and the ladies at the table is the. Public Relations Society of America, New yes, Jersey chapter. We're sure. opening up our Pyramid Awards uh, early entries May third. Ah. So we're going to be putting. I'm going to be sharing that on my platforms as well as the PRSA and J platforms. Amazing. But you know, successful client stories. We want to hear them. You need yeah. to get. You know, it helps uh, brands get the award for it. Sure. And then you know, yeah. it's something you share with your client. I have Absolutely. one with Jess. Awesome. And so you know, yeah. it, we we work really really hard, and we're really bad at promoting ourselves and doing things for ourselves at this. I just, when I, you know, I entered many years, um, but it's, this was my first win and it just, it feels like, like, you know, it's just such a, 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 you know, a true testament to the hard work. And I'll be doing a webinar on the tips and secrets of how to do that with two of my colleagues. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Two of my colleagues, uh, we're going to be doing a webinar and helping our, you know, helping our colleagues understand what creates a winning entry. And because I've been working the awards for like five years and and so I want paying it forward and, you know, wanting to see everybody else win and seeing your clients win. So I expect to see entries from everybody at this table. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Christina, Deirdre and Lauren. It's been awesome. And I feel like so warm inside. Like my PR too. My PR girls. (laughs) I do too. So thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are all amazing. So So stay.